Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition, episode number 144 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm your host coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. It's Thursday night, and you know what that means. It's Scumbags Wrestling Podcast time. Thank you for uh, being part of it, whether you're live with us on Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook. Please feel free to make comment and be a part of the show. Your opinion matters. We'll put it up and address it if uh, it's not spamming us. So we uh, definitely want uh, the fan interaction. And we are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling uh, Podcasting Network. And that covers a lot of uh, region here in Ontario. Plus, we are part of the Johnners Podcasting Network over in the UK. So welcome to all the fans who are possibly staying up late night to uh, watch us on a uh, Friday morning, Thursday night. Hopefully you uh, are interactive. And if you're not uh, joining us live, you can always catch us on Facebook, I mean, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. I think we're on about 11 different outlets, so you can always catch us somewhere. This week, we are going to talk about wrestling news, uh, stuff that's happened in the past week. We're going to look into uh, what's happening this weekend with uh, AEW Revolution, and we'll finish off with the Ontario Independent Wrestling March Madness Tournament update that Stephen and I have been running uh, this past month. Now, I mentioned Stephen. He is here, so we got to bring him in from Toronto. Stephen O'Neill, how are you? Good. Uh, how are you? Uh, not bad. Had a uh, lovely uh, day of training uh, yesterday. So I had a lot of reading and then an online uh, course to do with a whole group called Love Zoom. And uh, yeah, so that was my th- uh, Wednesday. Uh, but we also did some podcasting and that's all good. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're getting to the end of what I feel like this craziness is. Yeah, it's getting closer. Uh, there's talk about uh, people in my uh, field finally getting uh, some vaccinations. Uh, people in Toronto in my field have gotten them, so it's only bound to come to London soon. But we are here to talk about wrestling, and we have some unfortunate news. I'm just going to be putting up a couple things before I uh, turn it over to you, Stephen. But uh, last night, it was revealed that uh, the unfortunate passing of Jim Crockett Jr. He passed away at the age of 79 and had reportedly gone to the hospital and unfortunately did not kick out. Greg Oliver of Slam Wrestling uh, posted a very lengthy tribute to Mr. Crockett uh, that you can access through our Facebook page. Uh, but you can also go to uh, Slam Wrestling's uh, website. But as a wrestling fan of the Southern uh, promotions, obviously Crockett promotions would have been on your uh, radar. You want to talk about uh, what Jim Crockett meant to the uh, professional wrestling? Yeah, so Jim Crockett, when you think of uh, Jim Crockett promotions, which um, – eventually became WCW when Ted Turner bought it. It was, uh, it's also known as mid or, um, mid Atlantic. Um, it was very influential on what I, um, grew up watching. 
I knew, like, I was here in Ontario and London. I grew up, but I found WWE too cartoony, and I forget how I got into the NWA. But like, on my, I have DV, or not DVDs, vi, uh, VC, um, videotapes of War Games. I have the War Game tape. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I know I went to the States a lot and I got into Detroit and that. So I was huge, huge into um, JCP wrestling. Um, obviously huge into any sort of Southern. I found the Southern wrestling much more what I enjoyed. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about Jim Crockett Jr. Uh, Born Jim Crockett, or born to Jim Crockett and Elizabeth Crockett in Charlotte. Uh, Jim Jr. graduated from Myers Park High School in North Carolina in 1960. He and his younger siblings, um, David, Jackie, and Francis, were involved, obviously, after Jim Crockett Sr. passed away in 1973. Basically, Jim Crockett Jr. took over the promotion with his with his uh, siblings. Um, Jim Crockett Sr. actually decided that his son-in-law, John Wrigley, would take over, uh, would run J uh, JCP. Jim Jr. actually ended up taking it over in the same year. Uh, just wasn't working under Ringley. Um, so he basically signed wrestlers from all across the country. Uh, veterans like Yahoo. Uh, Wahoo McDaniel and young wrestlers like Ric Flair. He became NWA president for the first for his first term in 1980, which ended in 1982. Um, he had a working relationship with Maple Leaf Wrestling at a, here out of Toronto with Frank Tunney until Tunney's death in 1983. Um, basically, at that point, that's when Maple Leaf Wrestling switched and went to work with McMahon's uh, WWF. Um, Crockett formed a short-lived uh, relationship with Vern Gagne's AWA to form Pro Wrestling USA. That didn't last. This, uh, his second term as NWA president started in 1985. He bought Vince McMahon's Saturday Night uh, Time Slot uh, on the Superstars WTBS. Um, that's when he organized the first Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup uh, from eight wrestlers from um, eight different uh, NWA territories, which was, if you ever can find it, it's great. It's about, took, in total, it was a two show day night. And it was seven and a half hours total. It's great. Um, in and around there, he started holding, he started expanding. This is where things kind of go, start to get off the rails. He was holding events in Memphis and Florida, and at buying um, Bill Watts in the Oklahoma, the Mid-South. Um, his third term as NWA president in 1987, that's the year he bought Championship Wrestling from Florida and the UWF. Um, this is when he got people like Sting, Jim Ross. So he started to bring it in. And we all thought anyone who was into the Southern thought the UWF and 
end up it was going to be an invasion. Just didn't it didn't work. Um, basically, Crocker promoted his company JCP as the NWA since he all he owned all six NWA territories and he was the president at uh, that time. 1988, he ended up selling his uh, company to Ted Turner. Uh, he did, uh, Crockett did remain the NWA president until 1991. He did attempt to do a run a wrestling internet uh, based network in 1994 called the World Wrestling Network. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, it came in at about 94 and it was gone by 95. Um, it just didn't work. Uh, after he actually ended up buying. A Dairy Queen. He was a realtor and a more um, mortgage loan um, person. So he ended up having a wild, wild um, life. I mean, he owned um, a baseball team, a minor league baseball team, uh, and a Southern Hockey League team. It's a very wide range. I mean, without Jim Crockett promotions, we don't have WCW, which then in turn really never, the Monday Night Wars never happened, which then in turn, I don't know where the WWE would be at this point. Um, he did, I did read today while I was doing research, he was diagnosed with COVID-19 and it sounds like that's, potentially what led to some of the issues that put him in the hospital, which led to the kidney issues, which ultimately uh, led to his death, which was unfortunate. Yeah. I heard he uh, went to hospice or something and was uh, there. Uh, so they knew basically the end was near. Uh, I wonder what would have happened if, you know, because we saw more of a Monday night war, with WCW and WWE, but there was a war between the NWA and WWF when uh, Starcade was put on and there was a free uh, Royal Rumble uh, on USA Network. And I think uh, they also did uh, the, what was it, the Survivor Series or something against uh, a Starcade or something like that. And so the Bunkhouse Stampede was to. Um what the hell? Bunko Stampede was it to go against the Survivor Series. Survivor Series was going pay-per-view, so Jim Crockett put on the bunkhouse. And then Royal Rumble was put on to counteract um, Starcade. Then there was free... Oh, it's, that's when they were like, okay, enough. <laughs> yeah. You guys are co costing us all money. Yeah, because Vince, uh, I guess, told uh, cable companies that if they carried the NWA show, that uh, they wouldn't be able to get WrestleMania, and that was WrestleMania four, and uh, that so that happened. I think only five uh, cable companies ended up picking up uh, the NWA show, and everybody else dumped it uh, just to wind to make sure that they had uh, the WWF stuff. So it's amazing. I can step off for a second and take this phone call. Yeah, it's amazing that they didn't uh, have Jim Crockett as being able to be as aggressive as Vince was and uh, doing 
the sort of same tactics and being as successful as uh, Vince was in the whole thing. So just wanted to send our uh, condolences out to the uh, fans and uh, family of uh, Jim Crockett and everybody involved. Uh, people remember his brother as being a uh, commentator, his other brother being cameraman. And uh, I think if you go to uh, ad free shows, which is Conrad Thompson's um podcasting network you uh, will end up getting a two-part interview uh, that he did with uh, Jim Crockett just recently so it's a very up-to-date uh, interview between uh, Jim Crockett and uh, Conrad Thompson so um, uh, if anyone listens to Jim Cornette's drive-through that dropped on Tuesday he's got a segment on Jim Crockett jr. And I'm sure this Saturday on the drive-through or on the experience, he'll have something. Obviously, so it's sad. I mean, he was—he had no interest in the wrestling business before he took over his dad's company, and he ran it really well until he just couldn't compete with Vince's office compared to his office. If you listen to Jim Cornette. He'll, he breaks it right down. Like Crockett had himself, three secretaries, and an accountant compared to Titan Towers. Yeah, it's like very mom and pop shop, homegrown uh, organization. And then he had Dusty as his booker and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, unfortunate, but he's definitely going to be remembered as a pioneer in the uh, wrestling world, especially of the uh, 80s. Moving on to other uh, notes for this week. Oscar uh, is out with a broken tooth thanks to Shayna Baszler taking her out, but there's also speculation that she might have a concussion because she's supposed to be out maybe five weeks, which is leading right up to WrestleMania, and Charlotte Flair is uh, throwing her hat into the ring as being uh, somebody who wants to challenge Oscar for uh, the title. Do you want to see Oscar and Charlotte if Oscar is available for WrestleMania? So here's the thing. I would love it because it would be a great match, but I would much rather see like a Rhea Ripley take on Asuka. I would love to see an Io Shirai take on Asuka if Asuka's obviously available. Um, hell, I would love to see a Shayna Baszler. I think Baszler is drastically underutilized in the women's division. I think she is legitimate. She can go in the ring. She's legitimately a tough person. And I just think she's drastically underutilized. Will Charlotte and Asuka put on a great match? Yeah. They could do well, it. We've already seen it. Yeah. And not even just that. They could do it in their sleep. I mean, I would love to see something different. I mean, hopefully we'll get some answers at Fastlane, but who knows? And I, totally I mean, agree it all, it all the, depends on – sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I totally agree with you on the aspect of uh, uh, Shayna being underutilized because at one point they looked like they were setting up uh, Shayna and Asuka and they were doing Naya and Asuka, and next thing you know, Shayna and Naya are being friends who were – 
enemies and now tag team champions instead of going after Oscar's title. I I'll be surprised if after WrestleMania that tag team still together. I still think Shayna needs to get away from that tag team and move on up to the women's SmackDown or Raw. I, I she could hold her own on with either. So I really hope that she gets her chance because I would love to see a Charlotte versus um, Baszler, Rhea Ripley versus Baszler, Banks versus uh, Baszler, Bailey versus Bailey. Like, there's so many. Bianca Belair versus Shannon Baszler. There's there's so many fresh matches that I hope we get to see soon. I also would love to see when Chelsea Green's hand is healed because I think she broke her hand or wrist or something. Yeah. So I hope that she gets pushed because I think she's got talent. There's a lot of talent. I just it's either it's too much talent. That's part of the problem right now. It needs to be used uh, uh, better. Uh, So if people watched Monday Night Raw this past week, they had a storyline that went all the way from beginning to end, and they utilized that uh, timer uh, that they did the week before, and people seem to be. Loving the timer, I guess, at least, and waiting for the payoff of the uh, going down to zeros. And they did like three of them or, or this past week with uh, Miz ducking Bobby Lashley and running out on Bobby Lashley. And finally, they ended up getting uh, Miz in there with a lumberjack match and being destroyed by Bobby in, I think, under four minutes. And Lashley is now your new uh, WWE champion. But Lashley then was on a podcast with Ryan Satin, and he called out Brock Lesnar, uh, wondering where he's been hiding, if he's in a bush somewhere. And a lot of people thought that this match wouldn't happen between Lashley and Lesnar because, you know, even though they're MMA guys to a certain extent, what does Lashley have to offer Brock? Well, now with the title, he has something to offer Brock. But do we see Brock and uh, Lashley at uh, WrestleMania? Or do we stay on track with uh, Lashley against uh, Drew McIntyre trying to get his rematch and get his title back and his WrestleMania moment in front of uh, fans? Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be Bobby or um, Drew McIntyre's moment in front of fans. I think Lashley versus Lesnar, as good as that would be, I don't see it. It happening. Are you going to bring... That means Heyman's got to be on SmackDown and Raw being spokesmen or advisors for two different kind of heel edges. To me, it doesn't work. And does there's not a... I really don't think there's enough time to build to a Lesnar-Lashley match that would make sense because they'd both be heels. So I don't um, see that. Could that happen down the road? Maybe, but I don't like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that match. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I think it's more of a SummerSlam match. But then 
is there a title involved? Because then you have to get it off of Drew again, somehow back on Lashley. Uh, yeah, I still see it being Lashley and uh, Drew uh, with fans in attendance. Uh, tickets apparently are supposed to go on sale next week for uh, WrestleMania. Which is, when was the last time a WrestleMania tickets had gone on sale five weeks to the event? Yeah. Normally they're on sale the, like a, almost a year before. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, just here from uh, Chad. Love Randy's story, how I uh, see himself on TV. Uh, Bray. So they're doing the uh, psychological still thriller stuff. And uh, they mentioned on Raw that he's going to end up facing basically his sins of the past, I guess uh, they're going to kind of say. Uh which is basically Firefly Funhouse uh, that they did with Cena, except we're going to be seeing all of Orton's uh, past stuff, and that's probably going to be at WrestleMania. And Dear then, God, no. Uh, well, bathroom break potentially, depending on. And he, uh, Randy agrees that uh, Heyman should only be managing one, and it's got to be Drew against Bobby. So that's uh, going on with that. Um as Steven steps away for a moment, AEW is interested in Zelina Vega, but uh, Tony Khan said that he wouldn't be uh, looking at her until at least her 90-day no-compete clause is up. She's uh, been recently seen on, I think it was her uh, uh, Twitch feed. She's got uh, red uh, highlights in the front, and I've heard rumor that if uh, she does go to AEW that potentially she could be paired up with Santana and Ortiz, uh, and that would be like, be part of more of the disintegration of the inner circle. Uh, Triple H was recently interviewed, and he said that Vince is hesitant about a Netflix documentary being made about him, and uh, Randy Orton wasn't happy about not being on a episode of the Broken Skull Sessions. But it looks like that is coming up soon. Could be uh, after Fastlane, uh, that pay-per-view, which is uh, going to be the first one on the Peacock Network. We don't have to worry about that here in Canada or over in the UK. And uh, so that's coming up. There's a lot of content coming to uh, the network, including icons with uh, Beth Phoenix. So... If you have the network and you enjoy the documentaries like my wife uh, basically does, uh, something to look forward to there. Steve Austin has a new book coming out. Appropriately enough, it's going to be on um, March 16th, which is also 316. And it is 316 facts about Steve Austin and little stories, who he likes, who he doesn't like, what he actually thinks about Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, uh, people like Chris Jericho, The Rock, uh, different facts about him. I've seen a post uh, from, I think it was uh, Holden Albright, and he's going to give away some of uh, the books because Anthony Kingdom James is doing, uh, had done some of the drawings that you'll find in that book. So there's a uh, lovely Canadian connection in the uh, Austin 316 book. Did you hear anything about uh, Kingdom being uh, an artist for that book? Yeah, yeah, I was reading Holden's today. I think he's giving away two or three books. I was talking yeah. to him yesterday, today. 
days start to blend together, but I was talking to him and telling him that he always have has an open invite on here with us. Must have been today. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, I noticed about, that. We were talking about some stuff. It's okay. We'll talk off air and figure yeah. out uh, that part. But uh, so that's going on. Mark Henry uh, congratulated Bobby uh, Lashley on his title win, but also said, I see you. And uh, Henry also talked about having uh, a match in this uh, year so that he can say he's wrestled in four different decades. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. He's always stayed in shape, and that uh, could be a possibility. I don't know if that's going to be against Lashley or what, but I can see Mark Henry getting a match sometime this year and uh, being able to fill that. Uh, you were talking about Chelsea Green a moment ago, and Chelsea Green has signed a three-year contract extension with WWE. She's expected back on SmackDown soon after her latest injury, which she injured on her debut on SmackDown and was supposed to win that match, and she fell, awkwardly breaking her hand and wrist. So uh, Chelsea should be back, and she's excuse me, expected to be there for three years. Um, Matt Riddle signed a three-year deal, too, to stay with WWE in the last little bit. Cesaro signed to stay. Um, I mean, there's names that they're keeping, which surprised me. Well, uh, they're finally giving uh, Cesaro a push. Yeah, but look what ha My only concern is, is it just to keep them? Now they've got them signed. Just look what they did to the Good Brothers. There's a lot of guys that they kept, gave a push to to get them to resign, and then nope. Thanks for coming out. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Brian's been part of the writing team that's been trying to push for Cesaro to get uh, a good nod, and it's been working. And he's coming in. Okay. I'm kissing my cat. Hold on. BRB. Gotta love uh, having animals. That's why I kept my door shut upstairs. Uh, anyways, last night on NXT, it's all good. Last night on NXT, there was a uh, women's tag team uh, title match with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defending their belts against uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez because they won the uh, Women's Dusty Classic, and so this was their award for it. But uh, in that match. Raquel took out uh, the referee accidentally, and but Dakota ended up getting the tag in. But then Raquel and Nia went up and over the table. Shayna uh, put in the for the clutch. I probably uh, messed that uh, pronunciation up, but she put her in the clutch uh, again. But she, uh, Dakota wasn't the legal person. Out came Adam Pierce for whatever reason, and I think they're turning him heel because I'm making him a heel authority of what they did on Monday as well with him teaming with uh, Braun, you saw him actually roll to get into the pinning position as opposed to somebody uh, catching him and rolling him up. It was, if they looked at that closer, you'll see that he purposely did it and that will be revealed later. But uh, yeah, he came out and called for the bell. Uh, so the tag team champions are still there. And then he was uh, talking backstage with Regal, who was pissed off. And Regal made an announcement that next week on the show, he's got something that's going to shake up uh, NXT to its foundation. 
Uh, we can also catch Io Shirai and Tony Storm for the women's championship and Finn Balor against Adam Cole for the uh, men's championship. So a stacked card coming next week. What do you think that announcement is going to be, Stephen? Because it was also involving the tag team Chelios, I think. Uh, yeah, I... <sighs> My biggest fear is it's a women's tag NXT tag team title champions. Because, and the only way I call it a fear is they don't need them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I'm hoping is that they get the titles are going to be stripped from Baszler, maybe, and Jax, and they're going to have a tur like not a tournament, but like a four way or something leading into Takeover for. WrestleMania. I, my biggest fear is it's NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, and as much as they have solid a solid division, there it's not it's not you don't need women's tag team champions in NXT unless it's going to be the main set of women's titles, and you see a lot more NXT talent going up to wrestle, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't concerned know. that one. Because, yeah, it's connected to uh, that whole thing. Some people think it's going to be the other announcement uh, that I'll bring up right now because um, Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, tweeted, hearing a very uh, from a very reliable source that NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights on USA Network starting April 13th, and that's going to be the um, first episode after WrestleMania. Um of course, if this rumor is true, uh, this is due to the N uh, NHL moving over from NBC Sports because that channel is being shut down. It's moving over to USA Network, and they'll bring in more uh, fans uh, to the Wednesday night show, plus they have a uh, contract with the NHL to have the Wednesday nights. So that'd be the only reason why. Uh, there we go. There's the cat. He caught it. Well, that's because she keeps attacking my leg. So I have to. She keeps trying to bite my leg. So now she can make her internet. Debut. My dog did that uh, yesterday uh, throughout the meeting. But uh, of course, if that uh, rumor is true, that means the end of the Wednesday Night Wars, if you really want to call it a war. Uh, yeah, was it, was it really a war? I, I know. It's, I personally don't call it that because, you know, they averaged 1.5 million between the two shows each week. If and, AEW can pick up those uh, viewers, great. But it also means that WD was doing their part to prevent those viewers to go watch AEW. Now everybody can choose and go watch both shows on Tuesday and Wednesday if this is happening. You know what I would love to see? This announcement's going to be the NXT Evolve. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I'm trying to think. Like, I could see NXT moving to Tuesdays because of the w or the NHL, but that doesn't mean yeah. that the uh, network can't do uh, NXT Evolve on. Uh, Wednesday nights and have people uh, watching and uh, basically have NXT versus 
dark and dynamite versus evolve. Well, and my my other thing is is AEW is really going against the third show. Wasn't going against Raw. Wasn't going against SmackDown. It was going against the third show. And yeah, they beat them, but I would expect them to beat them. This is their number one show. So I don't. I know I saw that that it sounded like uh, NXT might be going to Tuesdays, but until WWE announces it, I don't. Yeah, they're all these dirt sheets, but. I mean, I don't know, like, till they announce it, I don't believe them because it could be anyone, anyone coming up with theories. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I said, I, it's in purely our chat, a rumor right now. Sorry, it's purely a rumor right now, and of course, even if it does happen, you know the AEW faithful will be uh, touting the flag and going, we won the war! And make it seem as though they got this biggest victory like WWE did over WCW. And I had a conversation on Facebook uh, yesterday, and somebody was like, well, uh, of course AEW will win the war if uh, WWE goes over there. And just like Vince beat uh, WCW, but then they started saying, but AOL beat WCW, uh, not WF. I was like, well, Vince beat them down to uh, the point where they were bleeding and hemorrhaging enough to AOL was like, uh, yeah, we don't need this anymore. So it was a combination of the two, really. And my honest opinion, it, it was never a war. Um, I mean, I personally think AEW is too much of a joke. It's too much of a cheap imitation WWE. Um, I would say I would much rather watch NXT because I do find NXT a lot more entertaining. I mean... We'll talk about it in a minute, but I find this potential big star that's coming that Paul White was talking about. We were talking off air. It sounds like it's going to be an ex-WWE guy, and this is part of the problem. This is what's going to bring in the issues. It's going to go down real quick once that happens. Yeah, it's a shame with AEW. Like, there should be so much potential, and they uh, should have their own identity. But you have either the upper part of the card stacked with former WWE guys who are probably well over the age of 45, I would say, or, or at least over 40 and above, for sure. And then you have a bunch of guys who either toiled on the uh, independence and got nowhere or are just coming up. There's no middle ground, really, between the two. And there's they need to find a balance and their own identity instead of being that. Um, one final thing about the potential move, though. If it happens, does Sportsnet 360 uh, follow and do the t Live Tuesdays part of the contract? Or do we, now that we only just got it uh, Wednesdays at 8 o'clock, 
live? Does it stay there two hours a day late? Um, without looking at the Sportsnet schedule right now, I would guess that it's going to stay Wednesdays at 8. Without getting like looking at their schedule, I we literally just got it two weeks ago. Yeah. So unless they already knew, okay, so you're gonna we're gonna have NXT for eight weeks on Wednesdays, and we're gonna switch it to Tuesdays. That's another. I mean, I I would personally love it to be on a Tuesday because then I can watch Tuesday real wrestling Wednesday. If I want to be depressed, you know, watch some AW. but I mean, I kind of like last night I was slipping back and forth. The only match that I stayed through was the Tully FTR match, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But, other than that, I was flipping back and forth, which reminded me of the Monday Night Wars here in Canada when um, TSN eventually brought in Nitro. You remember that, or were yeah, you? Yeah. It took. Well, TSN had Raw, and then didn't it move? And then Nitro was coming in, or whatever. It. I just. It was flipping back and forth. It was kind of fun, but. The problem is, is the products aren't like they were in the '90s. They aren't making me want to stay and watch the whole thing. So, plus everything is available on demand uh, later on, as opposed to when the Monday Night Wars were happening, and you only had that to do. Well, on I have the Fight Network here at the condo in Toronto, and I I can watch Dynamite four other times after Wednesday. It's on Thursday. It's on Saturday. It's on Sunday. I think twice on Sunday. So I can rewatch it, but they don't make me want to. <laughs> well, just uh, looking at them, uh, might as well get this uh, part done because we're going to look at uh, briefly a couple notes from uh, AEW. And look at uh, this weekend's uh, pay-per-view before we get into the Ontario stuff. So MJF has said he doesn't want to fight Big Show, or sorry, Paul White. However, on the other hand, Jake Hager wants to have a rematch, considering they feuded over the uh, World Heavyweight title over on SmackDown like 10 years ago. Paul White announced that there's going to be a future uh, Hall of Famer joining AEW on Sunday. Uh, we just talked about who the heck that could be because uh, it can't be a Hall of Famer from WWE uh, currently. So there goes people like uh, Mark Henry and Kurt Angle that names have been thrown out about. Uh, you were telling me that Batista and CM Punk have said it's not them. So who knows? But he just got there. Back to he hasn't he hasn't signed a contract from what I can see, and that's what I sent you. I this Raj guy says that it's Christian, but I would think that that's actually wouldn't. I love Christian, but I actually think it would be a mistake for AEW to bring Christian in. Yeah, and 
you know, he's always wanted that WWE Hall of Fame. Why would you come back for one match and then jump ship uh, like this? So who knows? We'll have to find out on Sunday. They got a couple of uh, people that are going to be showing up because they need somebody for a ladder match unless it's the same person. Uh, who knows how many other teams are going to show up in the Casino Battle Royal. But uh, Gigi Dillon did appear uh, yesterday, speaking of older uh, folk. And uh, he uh, allowed his shoe to be used. Uh, Tully Blanchard actually did decent, a uh, couple of decent uh, moves during that match. Uh, they got the victory over uh, Jungle Boy and... and uh, was did that? you see? Did you see Tully and FTR with Del, uh, Tully or uh, with JJ Dillon's entrance? Uh, no, I missed that. Go back and watch it. Tully comes out in the US, the uh, NWA US Championship, and FTR come out in the tag titles that Tully and Arn won in Jacksonville in '84. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Uh, and then, of course, they had a mask guy, which turned into be Sean Spears, and they did the four horsemen symbol because Anderson came out on uh, the entranceway. So eventually they're going to look like they're finally pulling the trigger on the four horsemen deal, but who will be the fourth man? Don't know. Uh, Chad put up that Shaq uh, gets knocked out by Cody in AEW Dynamite debut. Uh, Shaq didn't do too bad considering what he was doing. He uh, had trained to take the bumps and everything. He got put through a table, but the odd part is he did a stretcher job and then disappeared. So unless he's now Shaq Fu or uh, Kazam and uh, disappearing, they need to explain themselves on that whole deal. And uh, Chad also put, the problem is uh, the wrestlers have control uh, and can do anything you want. Yeah, that's the problem when it's, as Jim Cornette says, all friends wrestling. Uh, you got some uh, a bunch of guys who convinced Tony Khan just to dish out money and let them do whatever they want. I like creative control to a certain extent, but you also still have to control what's going on in your house and not let the inmates run the asylum. So uh, that was part of uh, Dynamite. And I listened to Cody Rhodes. Uh, I have the numbers from the uh, from oh, last okay. night's show. So. Yeah, go for it, and then I'll talk about Cody's press conference. Do you think uh, Dynamite gets over a million views last night? No. Yeah, they didn't. And I think that's a huge disappointment. I was listening to Brian Alvarez and the, um, Dave Meltzer last well this morning based on last night's show and they said if they did under a million views it'd be considered a disappointment well it's a disappointment uh 934 compared to 692 which doesn't surprise me that it was more views on dynamite you had Shaq, you had your lead into the revolution pay-per-view but they didn't hit that million viewers they still haven't so I consider that um, definite um, letdown, and then they dropped. So they went from nine thirty-four, and then they had their countdown to Revolution, 
on right after dropped all the way down to 347,000. So they well, lost 600,000 people. And that's, that's unopposed, that uh, 300. Plus, it didn't help the closing segment with the uh, uh, end of Dynamite. It didn't highlight anything with Moxley and Omega and their exploding uh, firecracker, gatos, barbed wire, whatever they're doing uh, match. They ended with a tag team casino battle royal brawl, and that also started, I thought, with Hardy and Paige. So I don't know what they're doing on that one. Um, like I said, Cody Rhodes uh, did a press conference uh, or call in with the press before uh, Dynamite yesterday, and they asked some questions about Shaq and uh, Paul White and everything. Um, he said that Paul White wasn't hard to sign because Paul has a lot left to offer. Uh, he's hoping about three, four, five uh, matches to happen uh, with Paul White. Uh, so obviously use them a little bit sparingly. They talk, He talked about, uh, what was it, uh, Dark Evolution? Is that what it's going to be called, that he's going to commentate? And it's not going to be all matches. They're going to try and uh, highlight uh, talent <coughs> that are coming up. So it's going to be a mixture of uh, sort of biography show to get them uh, known and you get to know everybody. And then he uh, he got also asked about the third hour that TNT is supposed to be uh, giving them. And it's not necessarily a third hour to Dynamite, but it's a one-hour show somewhere in the schedule. They've got a name for it. They haven't made the announcement yet, but apparently there's also another show that uh, Warner or Turner, whatever they want to be, is being looked at with other characters that are on AEW. So more is apparently more. An hour on Mondays, two plus on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, this extra hour that's coming for, for TNT, and God knows what other things they got coming down the pipe. For people who need to find a direction there and solidify stuff, they're having a problem with doing that. Like, WD can do it because they have their own network. And even that can be a little too much, but still, crazy. So um, let's look at how many hours before we go to the next thing. So you've got yep. two for, or you got three for Raw. You're going to have one for this uh, Elevation show. So it's four hours on Monday. You got two for Dark. So we're at six. Two for, um, Dynamite, two for NXT TakeOver, or NXT. So we're at 10. Two for SmackDown. There's 12 hours of wrestling already. And that doesn't include MLW, NWA, any independent that we people want to see. That doesn't include anything you watch on the network. And that doesn't include this new NXT, sounds like NXT Evolve. Oh, and I didn't include NXT UK either. Yeah, and uh, you did mention uh, NWA, and that is moved over to Fight. Uh, that's why the content is off of YouTube. And they are coming back with a pay-per-view with all seven of their uh, talent. So they're going to have to find new talent to fill spots. 
but I believe that's March 23rd. They're doing a uh, pay-per-view on Fight TV app and then um, bring back uh, regular shows. Got another comment. Uh, AEW is sinking. That's all he can say. Well, very true. So we'll have to see how they stay afloat and not uh, burn people out with uh, their content. But speaking of content, this weekend, not on a Saturday, because I think there's a UFC fight. No, there it's the, uh, it's, sorry, it's the uh, NBA All-Star Game. Oh, okay, so that's what's doing it. So they got bumped to a Sunday for a Revolution. This is their second Revolution pay-per-view. Uh, there's the sort of poster for it. And they have nine matches on the card. Uh, so the buy-in is going to have Thunder Rosa and Rio taking on Dr. Britt Baker and Reba. Um, thoughts on that one? And we're silent. That speaks golden. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see Thunder Rosa and Rio uh, win it. But at the same time, why is this on a pre-show? I would uh, rather see them on a main show just because of uh, the matchup. The other women's match is going to be uh, Hikaru Shida defending their women's title against Ryo uh, Mizunami. She won the uh, Eliminator on the Japanese side and took out Nyla Rose yesterday. So she earned herself a uh, title shot. There's going to be... I uh, probably a bathroom break match as much as I do like Hangman Page, and he's going to go against Matt Hardy in a big money match where the winner takes the winning or the payday for the first three months of the year or something like that. Uh, so I see you're almost ready to bang your head on that one. But uh, thoughts on the women's uh, tag and uh, the title match. I was surprised that uh, Nyla Rose didn't win last night, but I think Hirota Shida keeps the title. I think I I was I mean I get why they have to they're going to use uh, the Japanese woman because she's had to quarantine for two weeks and now she's here, so now you want to get as much out of her before she ends up having to leave, but. Very, very surprised that Nyla Rose didn't win. But they did mention on commentary yesterday that she's due for the best that, like, Rose has one win, Sheeta has one win, so they do need a tiebreaker. So at some point, I'm sure we'll see it, but Just I, was, this weekend. I was very surprised. And, of course, Matt Hardy and uh, Hangman Page with money on the line. I would be very surprised if Matt Hardy doesn't win with some shenanigans just based on his character, but I would hope that Adam Page wins because Adam Page, they should have him doing something other than this joke storyline. Yeah, it feels like he's in a holding pattern until they can get real fans back and they can uh, elevate him up uh, the ladder, but... He's just stuck in this. Who will he be with this week? Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, I do see uh, him losing and Matt Hardy winning and bragging about the money and everything, even though uh, Paige had pulled a fast one to put in this stipulation for their uh, match. So but they could have put him in 
one of these other matches that we'll talk about, the face of the revolution. You could have put Adam Page in there and it been okay, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, uh, the face of the revolution uh, match. It's basically money in the bank uh, ladder match happening. And you have Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, uh, Penta, Lance Archer, Max Caster, uh, who qualified for it, and somebody to be announced. Of course, rumor had it being uh, Ethan Page because he's not with Impact right now. But who knows? Of the five that are there, the winner getting a TNT title shot, do you think any of those five are going to come out with a victory? Or is it the uh, unknown person? So here's my thinking. If the sixth guy is not Ethan Page and it's, say, Sean Spears, Sean Spears wins it. If it's not Sean Spears' is number six and it's a mystery person, which what it sounds like, I think Cody wins it. And I think it you'll find it has potential the start of the horseman. Okay, I can see that because at the same time, do you want to see another Darby Allen Cody match? But if it's going to lean towards that, I can see that. They also have a habit of allowing the new guy to end up winning things. That's what happened with Brian Cage coming in and poof, he won the match. So I can almost it, see the mystery person winning. I think it's going to depend on who that mystery person is. And are they signed to one match or is it signed long term? Yeah. I honestly don't want to see Ethan Page in AEW. I'd much rather see him go to WWE. But because I think WWE can use him a lot better because I'm afraid in AEW they're going to make him Karate Man and he won't be all ego Ethan Page, he'll be joke and it won't be what we all hope. Yeah, you get lost in the shuffle as well and be down with Orange Cassidy, which speaking of uh, that match, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor are going to take on Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford or Penelope Sabian in uh, their corner. Bathroom break. Yep. If you think I'm going to watch the pockets, you're high. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just time that they end this whole thing and Orange and Chuck get their uh, victory and everybody moves and goes their separate way. They need to reset Miro somehow and give him away from Kip and uh, Penelope. Oh, I think, uh, so I think the Miro, Kip, and Penelope have – has something there because you got chicken shit heel his wife and the bouncer like the big bruising and they could be something they just need to get away from fuck taylor and pockets because it's painful i mean you could have think of this you could have a tag team as miro and uh, kip sabian with penelope ford as their manager as a heel tag team right now, I'm not saying they have to be winning the tag titles, but they would be something that you could put against the varsity blondes. You could have them moving up 
I mean, if you're not going to have Miro chasing the world title right now, and you're not going to have him chasing the TNT title, why not have them as a tag team going after the tag team championships instead of this stupid ass feud? Yeah, it's just uh, ridiculous. Uh, they're dragging out on that one. Uh, speaking of tag teams, though, uh, they're going to have a uh, casino tag team uh, battle royal, and that's going to have a whack load of uh, tag teams in it. Uh, probably many to be determined, potentially. There's at least one uh, there, but uh, the rest of the field can uh, consists of Bear Country, the Dark Order, uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, Dark Order members Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, a.k.a. Super Smash Brothers, Inner Circles, uh, Santana and Ortiz, Butcher and Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle, uh, Pac and Phoenix, Varsity Blondes, the Seidel Brothers, uh, SoCal Uncensored, which is going to be Kazarian and Daniels, and they still have their uh, looming... We need to win, or we're breaking up. So I don't know if it, this. No, it, it doesn't count in this. I was. It's only true tag team matches where they have to be pinned. Okay, so uh, that takes them out of contention for winning this one. The night, uh, natural nightmares, Dustin and uh, QT Marshall, Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico, and the Gun Club, Austin and Colton uh, Gun, which are Billy Gunn's uh, sons. Uh, so it looks like they're going to still do the, the casino battle royal uh, rules with the cards and people coming out in their uh, different uh, uh, suits. And to be announced is probably going to be your Joker. Shocking. Well, which I assume is going to be one of two teams. Um, the Good Brothers or Finn Juice from Impact. Yeah, I can see it being the Good Brothers. Surprisingly enough, um, FTR is not in this. So uh... I'm okay with it. Unless, if FTR is the Joker tag team, let me put a caveat. If, if FTR is the Joker tag team and they go on to win it, great. But don't, I'm, I'm okay if they're not gonna, if they're not in there and they're not gonna win it. Maybe they can be um, at ringside and just watch. I I mean, if they're gonna, they need their they need to get rid of the MJF Jericho going after Young Bucks because it's painful. But I mean, I would love to see a true build of FTR and the Young Bucks because I think they could have a match that would be watchable. But yeah, because they weren't happy with their original build to the match that they ended up dropping the titles. Uh, Jurassic Express isn't even in this uh, match. They have a ton of tag teams, but they're going to get Well, they've lost. got tag teams in there that shouldn't be in there. Chaos Project. Um, they've, they've got tag teams. I don't know if the Acclaimed are going to be in there in the end because Bowen's out with... Uh, partially torn ACL or PCL or that's why he wasn't out there yesterday. So you might take them out. Did you announce the acclaim for them? And no, I'm looking at the list again and no, they claim do not seem to be in this list right now, which makes sense because he, uh, casters in the face of the revolution, but 
I, I thought you said the acclaimed. I mean, there's guys in there, there's teams in there that could be something, but I'm afraid it's going to be a disaster. Yep. Uh, so you were talking about uh, Young Bucks and uh, MJF Jericho, who takes uh, the tag team titles home. And there, oh, and for sure. I think for sure it's going to be the Young Bucks. I think it would be dumb for Jericho and MJF to win. I'm predicting that Sammy Guevara, because I did drop his name yesterday, will screw MJF and Jericho out of the titles. I really think he's going to make it so it seem like Jer or MJF turned on Jericho and really start pushing the dissension. Yeah, because that's uh, bound to happen soon, and uh, it's a good way of using uh, Sammy, uh, provided he's still in their good books, considering what happened with the whole Impact Wrestling uh, debacle uh, that happened there. And then, of course, there's the street fight. Brian Cage, Ricky Starks with Taz, uh, taking on Darby Allen, the TNT champion, and Sting. Um, Sting's been taking some bumps lately even with it being 61 and spinal stenosis, will this happen in front of an audience or is this going to be a cinematic match like people are expecting? Up until the last few weeks, I would have said, no, it's going to be a cinematic match. There's no way that it's not a cinematic match. I have a bad feeling it's going to be in front of people and I don't... They shouldn't, and I have a bad feeling if it is in front of people, it's going to be a disaster. At least if you taped it ahead and you could make it a cinematic, you could protect Sting. They, When Sting took that powerbomb, I was reading, he was wearing um, padding on his back and the ring where he took the powerbomb because it was during a taped episode. They taped it. It They beefed up the padding in the ring where he took the power bomb. That's why you got all the overhead shots. So it looked very, so it's got to me, it's gotta be a cinematic match. He's not Paul white who doesn't have the neck injury and stuff. I'm, I'm fearful that if they do it in front of people, he's going to do something and he's really going to hurt himself. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a cinematic match as well, and that'll allow Darby to do some uh, ridiculous stuff along the way as well. Uh, I, I do see. I'm okay with it as long as they don't make Sting do like if Sting does something stupid. That's gonna. I just don't want to see him actually hurt himself legitimately. I can see Sting and uh, Darby taking it if it's a uh, cinematic match, but if it's a uh, other match, it might end up being a handicap match uh, by the end of uh, the fight if they don't uh, pad up things properly. So I am going to go with Sting and Darby, which also brings us to the main event of the evening, and that is the exploding barbed wire death match featuring uh, world champion Kenny Omega, Don Callis in his corner, taking on the former champion, John Moxley. And they've uh, warned that viewer discretion is definitely going to be advised because they're probably going to be blood and obviously the explosions are going to happen this uh second match that they've done stupidity like this uh they did the lights out match uh where there was a pile driver through a coffee table and the barbed wire brooms and bats and everything now they got the 
barbed wire ring and exploding. Oi. New champ, still champ. It's going to be still champ. And there's going to be, this is where the Good Brothers and there's going to be shenanigans. And this is going to be why I don't buy the pay-per-view because I have no interest in seeing a hardcore death match. They're going to take the ring ropes, wrap them in barbed wire, or get rid of the ring ropes and basically make ring ropes out of barbed wire and the... Oh, Lord. One of them's going to die. And I don't even care at this point. Yeah. I, I know. I, I unfortunately... They can't do... They can't say it out of their own way. Um, they would much rather do shit like this and 99% of the population here watching AEW, NXT, American Wrestling have never seen or heard of a death match. So, and they've never really explained it. So this is going to be a shit show and a half. Yeah, and at the same time, it allows possibly Moxley to go away for a bit in time for uh, Renee to give birth. Uh, it continues Omega's rise with the cleaner and potential belt collector. And of course, even though they want to not be WWE, it's 50-50 booking because I'm pretty sure Moxley won the first match. Omega's going to win this match. There's going to have to be a third. Oh my God. Can you imagine? It's probably going to be a scaffold match. Don't encourage. They're going to be listening and no, it's going to be a sca scaffold match over barbed wire flaming tables with hypodermic needles sticking out of them and it's going to be over a shark infested water. Because where do you go? Like, like, you can't keep like building on if this was, say, after a two year plus feud and they've done like regular matches and like you built up and built up and built up and there's nowhere else to go. Okay. But this is them just jerking off on themselves at this point. Pretty much. So that's our uh, preview for AW. That's going to be uh, this Sunday on uh, fight, I believe. And anywhere else you get your pay-per-views from. Uh, they do somewhat exist, and AEW still uses them. So uh, check out Revolution. We'll be back in just a minute or so and uh, talk about our independent uh, wrestling March Madness tournament. So stay tuned. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. 
We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. So just uh, as you see, uh, we have uh, three shows that we do. Plus, we're part of uh, the uh, two different podcasting networks. So there's tons of uh, information, different styles that you can always get. George Mackay uh, does uh, interviews. Uh, there's a whole lot of uh, different styles. Uh, you can get uh, information from the UK with John Scott and uh, the rest of his crew uh, that I believe they're up to... 21 maybe uh 22 now uh different shows in the genres podcasting network which includes uh ontario indie podcasts as well so if you're ever bored and looking for uh news look no further than uh, those two podcasting networks but we are now going to talk about this little thing that we've been running since the first of march and it's the Ontario Indie Wrestling March Madness Tournament. Uh, hopefully you joined us on the 28th this past Sunday for the preview and drawing of uh, the names. Stephen, your thoughts on what we've uh, seen so far as I bring up the results. There's been some, up, I will call them upsets, because me and Sean filled out our brackets who we thought would win and the matches and who we think is gonna was gonna win it overall? I mean, my bracket was busted pretty quick, but I mean, I'm I'm happy with the every day our vote tallies keep going up, and we are very appreciative of all the talent and all the fans. Um, so keep voting every day at seven a.m. Sean puts his up, I put it up at noon. So voting last 24 hours. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting so far. Yeah. These guys who I thought were going to win, guys and gals, didn't. And then people who I thought, well, not 100% sure. I mean, most matchups have been very close. I mean, I just looked right now, and the ones that are up right now are both within four votes. So you still have a little under 12 hours for one and over 12 hours for a second. So, I mean, you've got time to sway them, but I mean, it's been interesting. What if I know you've been running the first two by yourself. I only can imagine you running 64 by yourself. Yeah. Thankfully uh, you're uh, part of this one as we doubled up uh, the last year was uh, the 32. I'm hearing a little bit of an echo on your end. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, so we did uh, the tournament so far uh, up to the last couple of days. I love the fact that uh, some talent got involved and uh, sent us some videos. Uh, we're posting those videos so you can uh, check those out on the day that they are uh, competing. So far from the north, if you'd look along the bottom of your uh, screen right now, and I'll read it off for the audio listeners, but the north bracket, on uh, March 1st, Violet Lee defeated Dexter Grimm. On the second, defeated Realm. And on the third, Holden Albright beat Ethan Dukes. Today, being uh, March 4th, we have Sebastian Suave taking on Joey Allen. 
So as Stephen said, the vote currently is uh, tight, and you have until 7 a.m. in uh, Eastern Standard Time to uh, vote on that. Uh, and then on the east side, Stephen, do you want to tell you had you had Steve Brown beat Shane Saber, Casey Spinelli beat Rosemary, and Lionel Knight beat Allison Kay. And right now you have Nova and Kyle Boone up. And as of 10, 15 seconds ago when I looked, Kyle Boone was winning, but only by three or four votes. So there's still very, there's still a lot of time for this. This one goes, I put mine up every day in and around noon hour. Um, basically, it fluctuates between quarter to 12 to 12. It's basically just as I'm about to take my lunch. So don't hate me if I say 12 and it's, I try to do it as close to 12, but we all have jobs. Um, exactly. So it's uh, usually somewhere between quarter, 10 to 12 to 12 in that. So I try to get it as close to 12, but. Yeah, and I chose like 7 o'clock because that's the perfect time after I've uh, gotten my dog out for a walk and been able to shower and relax before going to work. So 7 a.m. is why you get um, the, the north and south side of things. However, uh, we'll bring up the uh, bracket uh, so you can see how it is looking right at this moment. And then I'll run down what we're going to look forward to over the next couple of days. Uh, so as you see on the north side of things, Violet Lee beating uh, Dexter Grimm, taking on the winner being Scumbag Yates, who beat uh, Alec Realm in the second round. Then yesterday, Holden Albright uh, moved on over Ethan Dukes and is waiting the winner of Sebastian Swab and Joey Allen. Then on Friday, you're going to see Warhead against Pretty Ricky. Saturday, uh, Kevin Blackwood against Shiloh, Travis Moore against Scott ba uh, Mike Bailey on Sunday. Monday will be John Greed against Stone Rockwell. Tuesday, Tyler Hill against Tyler Arrow. Wednesday, Josh Alexander versus Tyson Dukes in a huge matchup there. Tyson is the two-time winner, so we'll see if uh, Tyson advances or if Josh can uh, take out the winner. And next Thursday... We'll have Alessandro Del Bruno taking on Daniel Garcia. Now I'll venture over to the left side, of the right well, side. People of the understand. Sean's taking care of the north and south brackets. I'm taking care of the east and west, only because if one of us was trying to do this by ourselves, we would end up drunk all day. So so far, we've seen, like I said, Steve Brown beat uh, Shane Saber, which and Casey Spinelli beat Rosemary, which sets up Steve Brown. Uh, Casey Spinelli, and yesterday Lionel Knight beat uh, Alison K. They're waiting the winner of Kyle Boone versus Nova. Tomorrow, we've got Jay Loon versus Jordan James. Saturday, we got Sabrina Kyle versus Ethan Page. Sunday, which is a mind-blowing match, you've got Kevin Bennett versus Tarek. Monday, you've got Matt Cash versus Jim Strider, which is the start of the nope so this next match on tuesday is the start of the east or west bracket jody threat versus idris abraham uh wednesday sure we're gonna go with wednesday joe coleman versus channing decker 
And next Thursday is Mark Wheeler first the night train or the night train just insane. I'm just gonna put this out there. I picked Mark Wheeler to win it this year. And you can ask Sean, me and Sean send each other our brackets Sunday after yeah. after the yeah before before any voted started, me and Sean exchanged brackets just to see how we would do. Uh, it's it just as a friendly competition, just because. I mean, we're running this tournament, but it's also fun to bragging right. Yeah, see how this would work out. Um, I yeah, I picked Mark Wheeler to win it. I went, and I know Sean was a little surprised because I know who Sean picked. I don't know if Sean's going to announce his. I uh, went with uh, Josh Alexander taking it out. Uh, if he's able to take out Tyson Dukes, then uh, that's my pick. On the east to west side, I did have Cody Deaner. So uh, that was my final two. But we'll see how it plays out. And if any fan is wanting to uh, be a part of it, um, you have a couple of uh, bonus uh, head starts with uh, the ones that we've already done. And I'm cool with that. But if you want to get involved, yeah, shoot me an email at uh, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or even uh, DM me on uh, our Facebook page and I'll uh, fire you off a uh, bracket and you can fill it out just for uh, bragging rights and share it with us and we'll uh, see who has the most points and gets the closest to uh, being right at the end of the whole thing. So this uh, month is all about having fun with fans, with talent and keeping the spirit of the Ontario indie scene together and just having that need to be in contact with each other, I guess, uh, in my case, uh, and thought, because if you look at the calendar, everything went to hell on March 13th. That's almost a year ago. So we lost all our independent dates. Thankfully, WDAW and all the professional uh, with a lot of money, people and TV contracts were able to adapt and keep going. But the independent promotions were not able to. You did have some uprisings of Go Hard Pro and Backyard Pro and um, also um, No Ring North doing some uh, shows, but they weren't really with fans being able to attend. So it's been a long year. This is our way of so be a part of it, share, like, subscribe. We actually are getting uh, people joining the Facebook group, which is amazing. We look like we're going to hit our 500 mark that I was hoping to by the end of last year. Just a little delayed, but I'm okay with that. We are four people away from hitting 500 on our uh, Facebook page, which is awesome. Um, and you want to keep an eye out because as soon as this is all done, April 1st, we're going to do a show. I believe uh, it works out that the winner will be announced uh, during that. If uh, we have to add up another uh, vote or two uh, as it gets closer to the end, we'll do so. Just so we can announce the winner on our April 1st show. But I'm going to give you a preview of something that we're, I'm also going to announce on April 1st with more details.
and me and Chad have been talking. We are, I'm working personally because uh, on arranging a sponsor. And I think I'm getting closer and closer to that being finalized, which will be pretty interesting because I've talked to him about a couple ideas. I haven't talked to you because this was why I was getting phone calls. Um, they have an idea and I will have to talk to you in a couple of minutes offline about the potential of what they're hoping we might do. So we have to sign off real quick here. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check out the Ontario Indie Wrestling March Madness every morning at 7 and uh, 12 noon on Facebook page. Like, share, vote, be involved, and stay tuned for more information on the Predictions League. So until next time, have a great one. We're out of here.